Hey, what's happening? It's your man Tyraney, and welcome to the Tyraney Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Enjoy the intro music. Please don't forget to subscribe, share, like, comment, um, shit, tweet, uh, share it out again on Facebook, share it with some family members, share it with people you don't even know. Talk to some people at work you normally don't talk to, and share this shit with them. Say, hey, I got a guy. I know a guy named Ty Rainey. He's a comedian. He has a pretty funny podcast. It's pretty interesting. Check it out. So thank you guys for listening and tuning into the Ty Rainey podcast. I do appreciate it. It is November 14th. Yeah, 14th. I'm starting to give the date and stuff of my podcast. Getting professional. But um, yeah, it's November 14th. It's cold. Yes, it's cold, people. It's cold. We live in the Northeast. Everybody waking up in the morning saying, it's so cold. It's so cold. All right. Let's get over it. It's cold. All right? This is how it is. This is how we live in. We living in a cold era. But um, let's get into it, man. Um, let's get into it. During these cold, frosty months that we're about to embark on, um, there will be a slew of news that I'm just going to report on my podcast. And I'm not even reporting stuff. I'm just talking about stuff that I just find interesting. Um, I try not to get into politics or religion. Um, just because that creates so such a division and such a debate for some people. I'd rather debate in your face rather than saying some shit on a podcast that's misinterpreted and I can't really um, express or or, or um, explain myself too well. So, fuck that. That's neither here nor there. Enjoy the pod, man. I came to the conclusion of just, um, just the other day just thinking how language... Um, the evolution of language has changed and we can no longer run the streets saying shit that we used to say back in the day that wasn't that was probably inappropriate, probably damaging in some way to somebody. But um, feelings didn't I don't know. Everyone we've always everyone always had feelings, but I don't think everyone was this sensitive. I mean, the world is huge, but the but the presence of social media and all these social media platforms somehow um, made this big world a little bit smaller. Um, and I say that in regards to um, the shit you could get away with and say and do. Um, you no longer can do that just because of the policing that everybody does on these social media apps. You know, somebody says something in an interview. Um, it's no longer like you got to wait for the news for somebody to say something like back in the day. That was like our only um, media outlet was, um, it was radio, of course, and television. Um, we didn't have, you know, platforms like YouTube and Instagram and Twitter. You know, all these other opportunities to grab somebody for saying some inappropriate shit and i got it we shouldn't be out here just saying inappropriate shit offending people and so forth i understand that you know um but we live in a different times man these kids are growing up in different times you know we've always grew up with people being different and different what i mean is um living an alternative lifestyle and that's that's nothing new to anybody right and me personally Hey, if that's what you want to do with your life, that's your life. You know, I, I have no say in that. If that's how you want to live and that's your lifestyle, so be it. If you're happy, 
you know, carry on. My my thing is, if you can find any kind of love or happiness on this big ball of dirt while we are here living, then enjoy it, right? Enjoy it. Um, it's just part of my job to point out and make fun of some shit um, that we do see out here in these streets because some of the shit is funny. I mean, you got to admit, these kids are growing up now in an era where a lot of shit is just flying. Like, they can do whatever they want. A lot of stuff is just going across the board. You know, my son is growing up um, where he has to be strong enough to be able to sit next to a kid who thinks he's a fucking pretzel. And my son has to sit there and accept the fact that this young man or woman, whatever he identifies as, thinks of himself as a pretzel. Now, I know that's kind of far-fetched, but could you imagine sitting next to somebody in class and they, they actually think that they are a soft fucking pretzel from the pretzel factory? I know that's really extreme, but that's where we're going right now. I mean, I can say I identify as a strong white woman and come to, come to work in little kitten heels and a, and a fucking um, house duster and a wig like Mrs. Doubtfire. And y'all niggas got to accept it. This is, this is, I mean, part of it might be um, mental health. And a part of it is someone's space of, um, you know, actually realizing who they truly are and being who they truly feel they should be. And I'm not here to knock none of that. I mean, I, I grew up with someone that that felt like they were, you know, um, weren't able to be themselves, you know, uh, being gay. You know, I had a friend, I have a friend grew that grew up that way. And then, um, you know, later, as you find out, he went through some horrible times just trying to come to grips and trying to understand how his friends would would react to his lifestyle. And, you know, being kids, we would have been brutal as shit, probably. You know, 1918, we didn't we didn't give a fuck about your feelings. You know, I grew up in the era where you can fucking yell Gaylord. You goddamn Gaylord. Like, you can't yell Gaylord now. I'd be scared if somebody yelled Gaylord now. Like, what are the repercussions of somebody yelling Gaylord now and actually having somebody take action, a group or something, take action, jump into play? I'm like, he's calling people Gaylord. And you can't do that. We live in a different society now. And Gaylord was never right, right? But back in the 80s and 90s, man, I was called Gaylord so many times just for something I didn't want to do. Oh, you a, oh, you man, you a Gaylord. You can't say Gaylord now. You know, but you got to think about it, like the evolution of, of language and just how we reacted to things um, over time. And, and we should change how we kind of communicate. Because, listen, certain words from back then aren't deemed to be appropriate. Now, look at this. A white man back in the 60s was letting the nigger word fly like Frisbees. You know, these goddamn niggers. I'm not sharing this diner with these niggers. You, you know what? That back in the day in certain areas, that would fly across the board. That was fine. Somebody would be like, you know what, Harold? I'm with you. I'm not sitting in a diner with these niggers. You know what I mean? And that was just backed up, and that's just how they did it. But now in society, now, nowadays... You can't just go, you can go and say that, but there's going to be some heavy repercussions. And I'm not saying that there's, and, but, but you know what's crazy? There's always been some kind of repercussions and backlash 
with uh, racial abuse, right? When it comes to black people, right? Um, you know, black people are going to stand up, we're going to fight, we're going to yell and protest and march and shit like that. But let me tell you something. When you talk about somebody that is a part of the LGBTQI plus community, I don't even know how many more letters they added. But when you mention something or say something to offend these, these people come full force. This crew comes full force at you. Where wherever you got going on, you have to you have to tuck into submission because they will not let up until you give some kind of explanation or you step down from whatever you've been doing. Is it right? No. Um, are they wrong for standing up and, and speaking out? No, not at all. Um, but I do think some of the extremes of this group is, um, it, it just needs to be reevaluated. I just think sometimes it's, sometimes the, the removal of somebody's um, platform or access or something because of what they said, I think sometimes it can go a little too far, right? Just a little too far. And also, it depends on how big you are, you know? How, how big of an influence you have. Like me, I got, a, I got a big following of about seven people. And I can say what I want on here because nobody's listening to what, what the fuck I'm saying, really. I don't have that huge of a following, you know, that's why I say share my shit. But, um, you know, the gift in being, you know, a smaller type of pod and not having the, that huge impact or reach, you could say some shit that'll go below the radar until you blow up. So if if I do blow up, right, next year or so, whatever it is, are people going to go in my archives and bring up something and say, hey, man, this dude said some wild shit back in 2023. November 14th, I do believe. Yeah. Yeah, because we love to watch people's demises and, and downfalls and, and, and drama. You know what I mean? We love the drama. I don't know what that is, but that drama is just so it's so click and scroll worthy, man. We scroll on our phones sometimes just for trauma and sometimes booty. You know, that's, that's, hey, it is what it is. That's, that's what, that's what some dudes do. You know, or the dudes I, I know, I rock with, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but I just think that, you know, we've gotten a lot softer, man, a lot of policing. Growing up in the 90s was dangerous, man. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a 70s baby, and the 90s is my teenage years, man, and growing up in those years... Let me tell you something. It's probably different now. Um, I mean, it is different now. What do you mean probably? It definitely is different now. But growing up as a teenager now, as compared to them, from, from, from compared to then, as what I can see, the 90s, that hip-hop was just, we had a, we had a balance, which we still have somewhat of a, a balance now. You, you may not hear it. Or you may not think um, you may not think that's true if you if you allow the radio to kind of dictate the balance that I'm talking about. I'm talking about you know murder music and more of a conscious music. You know, not even murder music, more of um like trap. Now, I guess they say trap, but you know, I think anything along the lines of um, you know something that sounds aggressive. You know, labeling it as trap music. I, I don't I don't know about all these labels, but I like hip hop 
to paint a picture, you know, and sometimes it could be a picture that you may not be familiar of, but something that you are interested in or you're interested in the delivery of this picture that's being painted in a vocal, um, you know, sense in, in an art form. Me, I, I love, I love, I love hip hop. I love every forms of it. I love conscious. I love whatever you want to call gangster, you know, trap. I like some of that trap, but I, I love some hood shit. I love to hear some shit that I'm not really into, but I know the environment. I know the energy um, just because I've been around it as far as people putting in work, um, being out in the streets. I mean, I'm not, I never was one of those people out there putting in work, being out in the streets. I'm around those cats. You know, I'm cool with some of these brothers, and I, I, I'd love to hear some of the articulate ways that they that they spit this shit. That some of that shit, that some of that shit is hard. You know, but I think I'm at an age where I have a different understanding. I'm not running out and acting on any of this stuff. And I think, I think that we're running into that right now. We've always ran into that, right? People acting out on the music that they hear or influenced by the music and acting out on it. I think now that, you know, like I said, the world has gotten a little bit smaller with all this social media and these, these um, you know, media platforms. Whatever you do is quickly um, is found out about. And it's spread all over like wildfire. So a lot of this stuff, you know, it gets this wrong type of attention, you know. And 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 I, I must say, the market is oversaturated with a lot of, um, you know, bullshit ass music and a lot of stuff that doesn't do anybody a bit of good. It's not uplifting, but that's also um, music is something that you have to seek. You have to find something that's going to be you know, in your wheelhouse and what kind of gets you motivated and moving. And it's, you know, we can say it's partially the radio's responsibility or not, but the radio is going to play whatever gets spins and whatever the, 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 the majority of uh, the, the influenced listeners are, that's what's going to get the majority of spins. Ah, excuse me, as I slurp my coffee. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but I think that they're catering to a different type of um, audience, a younger demographic. And me, I'm approaching 50, so a lot of this shit that I hear on the radio, that shit don't apply. Some of it sounds cool. I still listen to some of my 90s artists, you know, and they're still rocking hard. They're still spitting some real shit. So, you know, everybody has their own lane and their own preference, just like um, anything else. I'm not hating on nobody. I just think that, um, you know, we need to get a little bit better with our messages. But the 90s was fucking rough, though, man. I mean, listen, just from music, from music taste... Listen to, right, just to give you an example of how, I don't know, I guess the censorship or the type of music, because music has been rough, violent for years, right? But the 90s, like, go, go to YouTube right now. Type in Onyx. There's a group named Onyx, a bunch of bald heads. They came out of Def Jam in, like, 90s. I, I want to say 93, 92, 93, maybe. Um, I was still in high, um, high school. They had a gun. They had a uh, a song called "Throw Your Guns in the Air," and they all had ball heads, camouflage, guns, and they were talking. It was really a song about bucking the system, right? But on their first album, they got a song on there called "Purse Snatchers." I would like for you to go to YouTube, type in Onyx "Purse Snatchers," and just listen to that song. And that was like the vibe 
sometimes in the 90s. Listen to Fredro's uh, verse. It's the first verse that comes on in the song. That shit sets the tone for all that shit. You know, in the 90s, it just seemed like it was more, you know, grimier. You know, now it's not as grimy. It's baggy jeans. Everything was big back in the day. Now it's like tight jeans, zippers, and ripped pants and shit. You can't take half these niggas serious because of their attire. As far as how I, you know, look at shit. Like, is this nigga threatening people with tight-ass fucking jeans? It's like, this nigga can hardly walk. Like, I... You know what I mean? Like, from a, a, a violent standpoint, be like, he can't even move his 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 legs wide enough to... to to maneuver if we have to throw hands. You know, you got to understand, like, in the 90s, you know, you got to keep shit loose. These tight pants, I don't know how anybody can throw hands. Like, I like, listen, I like to do martial arts, you know, so it, it, it ain't nothing for somebody to get hit with a sidekick, you know, a spinning back kick. I can't do that with no tight-ass fucking pants. I can't do that. I can't get loose. I can't get jiggy with this shit. It just was different. It's just was different, man. You know, I'm going to move on from that. I just sound like an old dude. It's just, it's just different, man. But I, I look at these guys in social media, and I just shake my head sometimes. Um, I was uh, I came across a feed about, um, in regards to uh, another social media, um, I guess you would say, interviewer, uh, podcast personality by the name of Academics. And um, let me see. This this dude, academics is it DJ academics or is it just academics? I don't even know if this nigga is a DJ, right? I just know that this dude has quite a reputation of of you know stirring up stirring up the shit, right? And getting under people's skin as far as um saying some shit that that's aggravating to people um or this dude academics in his podcast he's been known to kind of instigate a lot of young rap beef that goes back and forth right um you know just adding fuel to the fire with a lot of oohs and ahs and what you going to do and that's not gangster and all this shit. Now, DJ Academics, he, he goes by DJ Academics. Now, I don't know this. Now, listen, I don't follow this dude like this. I see this little chubby chipmunk ass nigga once in a while on my feed and I'll watch some of his stuff. Um, but I never fully, I, I honestly can say I've never fully watched a whole episode of DJ Academics. I just find him to be somewhat of a clown you know he likes to argue back and forth with women um he he's weaved into the culture by just highlighting and and just you know putting more of a light on people's bullshit you know what i mean the young boys is out in chicago especially when they were doing all that heavy drill stuff and you know crews are against other crews you know, it just seems like he was all support and egging that shit on. And that's not something that, that real niggas do. So DJ Academics, he's 32 years old. He's originally from Spanish Town, Jamaica. I never heard of Spanish Town, Jamaica. But recently, and now let me tell you something. Just recently, he's gotten to some shit with um, 
someone from the LGBTQI uh, plus community. But this guy has been known, DJ Academics has been known to go against um, just to kind of voice his opinion against people that are active in the streets as far as helping the community. People like my son, who is a rapper. Um, I, I apologize. I'm not sure where uh, my son is from, but he is from New York. And my son stands on principle. And he's actually down for his peoples. When I say down for his peoples, he's not down for the destruction of any kind of his people or any kind of um, negativity that, that comes around and shadows our people when it comes to our music and our culture. And academics would go back and forth with this brother all the time, and, and it just didn't make any sense. Like, DJ academics, I don't even know you as being a fucking DJ. I know you as being a podcaster that just talks a lot of shit and hides behind a microphone. You know, I'm not going to be here talking shit to you, but it just seems like you just talk a lot of shit and you feel like nobody's going to run up on you. But this is this is what happened. This is when the buck stops. Right. DJ Academics had a, a, a run in. Um, like with. I think I don't know if this person is a rapper um, or they are actually they are a rapper. Right. So there's a rap group, right? Am I wrong? But hold on, hold on, call out the singer on everything. Oh, young Miami beaming her. Trick pony All right, so DJ Academics is is calling out girl rappers. Um, he's fucking with the city girls, saying they're one trick ponies and all this other shit. Like, first off, leave these women alone. Let them do what they fucking do. You know what I mean? It just let them do what they do. You know, he's 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 on record saying that, you know, young Miami, who is one of the city girls, you know, who was fucking with Puffy, you know, who is known for fucking with everybody, said she was talentless and just looking for a bag from a nigga, which might be true. I don't know. But somehow, somehow in this debacle, this dude got into some kind of argument with a with a with a brother named Saucy Santana, right? And I say a brother, right? Saucy Santana. I don't even know what Saucy Santana does, right? <laughs> but Saucy Santana, uh real government name is Rashad Jamil Spain, right? And uh, known professionally as Saucy Santana is an American rapper. So Saucy Santana is a rapper, and beginning his career as a makeup artist as a hip for the hip hop duo City Girls. All right, so he began his career as a makeup artist for the City Girls. And somehow, like this is some fucking mess. I don't even follow all this bullshit. It's just so funny that DJ Academics talks so much shit to 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 people online. And then when the stuff comes back around to get them, because that's how karma works. You know, it circulates and it comes back around to get you. Saucy Santana got back at his ass, right? And really blasted him. You know, this saucy ass, this saucy nigga, Saucy Santana, saucy for a reason, got saucy and spicy and started snapping his fingers with his glued on nails and shit and got at DJ Academics to the point where they were going to run down on this nigga. Yeah, Saucy Santana threatened academics and said, you know what, when we see you, we're going to run down on you. And he said, when we see you. So academics is being threatened by somebody that is part of the gay community, and they talking about that we're going to take your manhood. 
That's what Saucy Santana said to academics, allegedly. Like, we're going to beat you up and take something from you. Now, let me tell you something. This is a man threatening another man. Let's just say what it is, right? Saucy Santana was born Rashad. This, this nigga's name is Rashad Jamil Spain, right? Professionally known as Saucy Santana. Now, whatever lifestyle that Rashad decides to live, that's Rashad's deal. I have no problem with that. Whatever type of confrontation that he has with DJ academics and, and, and it, it's the city girls and all this shit, it's all, a, it's all fucking mess, right? DJ academics, you need to stop talking about women so goddamn much. This, shows, this, this just kind of tells me what type of dude you are. You a soft-ass dude talking about women all the time to the point where you got to insult them and put them down like that. I understand making fun of somebody if they in the light and they did something and, you know, you got to poke at it. You got to comment on it because you are part of, um, you know, social media and being an entertainer, you know, to some respects with your podcast. So you have to talk about something that's actually going to be click worthy. But, um, you know, since you got threatened by Saucy Santana because they didn't like what you said, regardless of what you said, they ain't, they didn't agree with what you said. But Saucy Santana got back at your ass and said, when we see you, we're going to roll on you. and We're going to take something from you. Now, this nigga DJ Academics on his platform was talking about it, and this is why I bring it up. This motherfucker starts crying. Yeah. Old tough badass you want to go back and forth with my son. You want to go back and forth with a lot of dudes, um, Freddie Gibbs, all this stuff. You want to go back and forth with these dudes and, you know, act like you want the smoke, but you really, you really don't want the smoke. Um, you even got at Erica Badu just because she said you look like Jerry from Tom and Jerry. And you know what, Erica? This dude looked just like Jerry from Tom and Jerry. You look like the mouse. Erica ain't never lie. You look like the mouse from Tom and Jerry, uh, DJ Academics. You got these fat little cheeks. And you just look, you just look real comfortable talking shit in your studio. And I don't really think you like that in the streets. You know, but anyway, back to it. Once Saucy Santana got to your ass and started talking all that slick, tough, slick t uh, stuff to you, talking about we going to get your booty. DJ Academics is on this platform crying. Yeah, crying. Now, is he crying because Saucy Santana said we going to get your booty? You know, the way Academic puts it, he's like, you know, he's, he's West Indian. We don't play that gay stuff. There's areas in Jamaica where you can get killed and, and, and they don't play that Bati boy stuff. And I understand that. My grandfather's Jamaican. I have a lot of Jamaican friends. And, and let me tell you, I, I can confirm. It seems like Jamaican niggas, they the, far, they the furthest thing from, you know, you want to play with some gay shit. Did Jamaican niggas don't play that shit. Bottom line. My man Brian, he don't, he don't play none of that shit. You hint to say... And he ain't no homophobic, you know what I'm saying? Cause we cool, you know, we cool with gay niggas, but put him in a situation where you trying to insinuate he's gay or doing some gay shit, nigga, we'll flip on you. That's not that's not what we do. Um, but if that's your lifestyle, then that's your lifestyle. I have no, I have no. That's not my business. Until it becomes my business, I can't really speak on that unless it's just something that just needs to be spoken on. Um, like this situation, like TJ Academics, you're not going to be fucking crying 
because Saucy Santana got at you. And then DJ Academics went out and got, I don't know how, WAC 100, who was another nigga on the West Coast. WAC 100's not a rapper, but he's like a manager and, and friends with the game and Ray J and all this nigga. WAC 100 is a known, like, blood, right? Um, from, from the gang, one of the gang. I don't He's a blood. Y'all know what the fuck I'm talking about, Bloods and Crips. He's a blood. Pyro. He's always claiming that shit. He reached out to DJ Academics and said, listen, man, I'm going to find a punk to uh, fight Saucy Santana for you. Now, a punk is another gay man. So they're going to evil. They're going to level the, 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 uh, the playing field and, you know, get Saucy Santana to fight a gay man for DJ Academics. DJ Academics, you soft ass nigga. Shut up. You was as soft as niggas be out here crying. Out here crying on your platform. And it's just it's just messy because I'm just clicking on stuff on the internet trying to follow this messy ass story. And then all of a sudden, P. Diddy's in it. P. Diddy invited him somewhere trying to... It, it looked like allegedly Diddy invited DJ Academics somewhere allegedly to set him up and... um you know, Saucy Santana can beat that ass. Now, I don't know how true that is or not, but you know what? DJ Academics, stop sniffling and crying and pull your ass fucking together. Pull that shit together, man. Pull your skirt down, man. You you acting like a you acting like a fucking gaylord, nigga. <laughs> fucking gaylord. Take it back to the 90s, you gay lord. But no, that's not right. But DJ Academics, man, you need to fall back and leave these women alone. Or leave the LGBTQI community alone. Because let me tell you something. They got your fucking number. And you a soft-ass nigga. You out here crying. And, and you out here, you know, with all this influence in social media. And I don't even know what kind of influence you got. You just a gossiping-ass Jerry the Mouse-looking-ass nigga. And I think you need to stop. Because it, you ain't. I don't think you built for the conflict. You know, once that conflict happens, I don't think you really built for that. And this shows it. You you crying on your platform. Nah, you should have lost thousands of followers instantly. You know what I mean? You should lose all momentum. And look at me trying to cancel a motherfucker. You see this? I just said some shit earlier about how these groups are canceling people. And look at me. I'm in the same vein as these damn groups. Ain't that something? Ain't that the pot calling the kettle black? Well, academics, let's get this shit together, man. Get the Kleenex, wipe your eyes, you know, wipe your tears and stuff. And don't ever come back on the platform crying and stuff about some other man that wants to beat you up. Because you ain't have that energy when you was going back and forth with my son and Freddie Gibbs. You seem real tough. But as soon as Saucy Santana said, we're going to beat you up and get your booty. Here come the crocodile tears. I don't want my booty taken. I don't want my booty taken. That was you. That was you. You soft, Duke. You soft. People saying stuff to you got you all rattled and you crying and stuff. You soft, man. Ain't nobody even lay a hand on you. I don't even think you be out in the streets. You soft, man. People are crazy. It's crazy times we live in. And we don't know who's doing what after a while. I look, I look, I turn on the news. I see Dwight Howard's in the news about having some alleged threesome with two, with two other dudes. Yeah, Dwight Howard, NBA, uh, former NBA basketball uh, player, Dwight Howard. I think he now he's playing overseas. Dwight Howard um, is a 
NBA or former NBA player, right? Um, he used to play for the NBA a couple of years ago. He left the NBA, and now I guess he's playing overseas somewhere. Um, I don't know, but he's got all these accolades, you know, you know, uh, championships, eight-time All Star. Um, he's a, he's a he's a he's a decent player, man. Dwight Howard is six ten. All right, he's a big fucking center. Or power forward, whatever position you want to put this dude at. But um, he came across my feed only because um, there's a lawsuit, um, a sexual assault lawsuit filed by um, a, a man in Georgia. And <laughs> it's crazy how when you start following the rabbit hole, you know, where this shit goes, man. So he put it like this. Dwight Howard, I'm going to get to the good part. Dwight Howard likes um, transgenders, you know, or he just likes fucking niggas. I'm going to put it like that. He likes he likes having sex with guys, man. He's into other guys. So Dwight Howard had made an arrangement with this other guy named Steven. All right. Um, I'm just going to get the names here real quick. Uh, Stephen Harper filed a, a state civil lawsuit against Howard in July, alleging assault and battery. Now, assault and battery? What? False imprisonment and intentional infliction of emotional distress. No criminal charges have been filed against Howard. All right, so let's back this up, man. So it's a lawsuit against Howard for alleging to assault and battery? In false imprisonment? What was going on here? So the, let the story, this is this is the story, how the story breaks, right? Um Howard, the White Howard was was um talking to this dude named Steven. This is 2021. And Steven and du, you know, the White Howard, I guess they both like each other. They're doing gay stuff, which is fine. That's what two people do when they like each other. They do things together, right? So Dwight Howard got to the point where, you know, Stephen was coming over his house for whatever they do. Twister, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Playing Call of Duty naked. I don't know what they're doing. Wrestling. You know, this nigga's 6'10". It's just, it's just crazy to me, just a big, tall Nigga like that, and then you get assault and, and battery charges, alleged. So what happened is, Stephen came over to Dwight Howard's for some, um, I guess, some afternoon delight, right? Gonna put it like that. And Stephen was there for the get down, and so was, so was Dwight. But then all of a sudden, a third party entered the room, and this third party is Dwight's friend, um, that goes by the name of Kitty. Um, Stephen, Stephen Harper, the person that has the lawsuit on Dwight Howard, did not know about no goddamn Kitty. Kitty comes in the room um, to join Steve and Dwight in whatever they're doing, in whatever type of stuff they're engaging in. And that's their business. That's your business. But when the man says, yo, he assaulted me, like what? What happened for alleged assault and battery? What happened? What type of 
ass pounding was going on in this room. I'm sorry. That I mean, what was going on in this room where it's actually assault now and battery? So did you keep this man in the room, um, you know, uh, against his will as Kitty entered the room? Nigga, that's rape. It says here, Dewan, Dwight Howard, stop. You know, it says, Howard denied the allegations in his response, which says the three men agreed to engage in consensual sexual activity. What? All right. So, also it says, Mr. Who, once Howard's home, I'm going to read this shit. Once Howard's home, Harper claims they were joined by a man dressed as a woman who identified only as Kitty. What? Now, you know how crazy that is. You, I can't even build the scenario around. It's just crazy. So you got another man that, that walks into the room who's identified as Kitty. Harper says he tried to resist the two men, but Howard and Kitty forced him to participate in sexual activity. Oh, you got a problem now. This is... Whew, this is getting tricky. This this could be rape. If this was a woman, Dwight Howard would be under the jail. This would be raped. They'd be checking this nigga's fingernails, swabbing his inside of his mouth, DNA samples of everything, sheets, towels, carpet fibers, shoe footprints, everything. They'd be smelling seats and shit, trying to figure out what happened if there was a woman in here. This is... This is rape. This is not consensual. This is not something that this guy, Stephen, um, agreed on, right? So Harper says he tried to resist the two men, but Howard and Kitty forced him to, start, to, uh, to participate in sexual stuff. What? Oh. He was trapped in the defendant's bedroom and believed that he would suffer imminent bodily harm if he resisted defendant's sexual advances. Oh, my God. Now, this got to be some scary shit for Steven. First off, you, they're meeting up with Dwight Howard. This dude's like 6'10". I don't know how tall, or you know, Steven is. But Dwight Howard's 6'10". That's damn near 7 feet tall. Right? Muscular dude, 7 feet tall. You know, it's probably difficult for Steven to escape his clutches. Let alone, you got another dude that come in the room... Named Kitty, dressed in a skirt, and I don't know how tall Kitty. Kitty could be six ten as well. Could be the twin towers in there about to who do some tag team and relaying on your booty. And Steven wasn't having none of that. It sounded like he was. Sound like he was assaulted beyond his will, man. Sound like it was. It sounds like borderline rape. I hate to say it, and I'm not trying to make fun of it or light of it, but. Hey, Dwight, it sound like you done took a nigga's booty and it, it, it went too far. It already went too far when Kitty came out dressed in a skirt and shit. That was like, who this nigga coming out uh, dressed in a fucking duster with a wig on? Calling him Kitty? This man got a full beard. But that's what they were doing. That's their lifestyle. That's what they... Listen, that lifestyle gets messy to the point where Dwight Howard's now being pressed... You know, with these allegations and, you know, um, 
you know, going to court and all this stuff. There was a, a um, and I don't know, this is how social media does it. There was another article saying that Dwight Howard is about to out everybody in the industry of who he slept with. Whoa. That's crazy. Because in that article, I just read a, a quick half, you know, half a paragraph. And you know whose name came up in that shit? Take that, take that, take that, take that, take that. Fucking Diddy. Now, you can say what you want about Diddy. Puff Daddy, Sean Combs. But I'm going to tell you this. Sean Combs is, he's gay. Sean Combs likes to, um, Sean Combs likes to Sean Combs. You know what I mean? He likes men. And um, it is what it is, but we just want, you know, we got to identify this shit. It's, 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 the, it's the guys that's on the fence that I don't understand. You come out so people know how to move uh, accordingly with you. You, you know what I'm saying? Because Diddy's name caught up in this is really no surprise. Like, Diddy, I think Diddy plays both sides of the fence. Always has and, and, and always will be. I think Diddy just has enough money to have people sign NDAs. And he can he has, like, a little slush fund where he can have sex with these men. And they keep their names anonymous. And he keeps all that stuff anonymous. But these stories are coming out um, with Diddy having dildos in his bathrooms and Two naked men in a room and no no woman. I don't I don't know why are we naked in a room together with no women. If if I'm ever naked in another room with a man, then oh, this must be jail. I must be in prison. Um, about to be you know you know sent to the showers or or checked out. It must be prison. There's no way. There's no other reason for me to be naked with another man in the same room, Unless we are in jail going through the process system. And I don't even know if they even do that stuff in jail. But that's the only circumstance I will see myself naked with another person and another man in another room with me. Not even in a locker room changing my clothes. I'm not getting butt naked. Are you kidding me? But Dwight Howard putting out names, man. He's naming names. He said Diddy was one of them. Um, He said that uh, Will Smith. I hate to say it. Will Smith is coming up in there. And you know what? It's just, it is what it, it, now when he says Will Smith, I'm like, ah, damn. So I I bashed Jada on my last pod, but we never understood how Jada felt married to a gay man. I mean, have we ever even given that a thought? How Jada might feel being married to somebody who um, goes both ways. Do you think she knew right off the bat? No. She probably came home early from, you know, shooting a movie, girls trip or doing something. And, you know, she comes to the house, you know, Jada, she comes home to the house and she hears some giggling, something coming from one of the rooms. And she probably didn't think anything of it. She's like, oh, that's just my son, Jaden. And she probably walked into a room and seen Will Smith and August Alcina having butt sex. That's probably what happened. But that's just, you know, you ain't never hear that from me. But that could have been the dirty side of what happened and how Jada got in this entanglement. She said, shit, you ain't going to be the only motherfucker having fun in this house. I'm going to have sex with Al, August Alcina too. And August Alcina, he's saying that he was so damaged and he needed repairing. I never met a nigga that was so goddamn damaged where he needed to be repaired by the husband and the wife. So maybe Will Smith was, you know trying to repair his soul like Jada was. And Jada was the one that really kind of helped him repair his soul. Maybe August Salcina wasn't gay, but he had to sleep with Will Smith or Will Smith had to sleep with him. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but I just know that 
the world is changing or the world has just exposed everything and now we just got to live with it. We got to we got to live with these changes and these differences amongst other other people or one another and we got to be cool with it. You got to be all right. I mean, if our children can sit in the classroom next to a kid who thinks he's a fucking pretzel, then we can go through this shit as adults and kind of just chalk it up and just say, well, then, well, society's changing and that's just how it is. And, you know, that's just how life is. You know, that's just how it is now. So we just got to, you know, ride the fine line and try not to be canceled, expressing how we truly feel about some of these changes and about how we are bundling these words, um, you know, with emotions that um, that we've been familiar with for years. But it's a new age now. Uh, we, we have to make more room at the dinner table and we have to be more accepting of our differences, more so than just the regular issue of black and white people or you know, uh, foreigners coming to the country. That, that shit's, that's small potatoes now. That shit don't, that's always going to be a fight. Immigration for all that bullshit. But now just the, just trying to be who you are and, and feeling like you are accepted and represented, that's the new fight. And I have no problem of you being who you are. Just be upfront about who you are and be true to yourself and love yourself. I have no I have no problem with anyone being who they want to be, truly who they really want to be. And if you can find love, like I said, in this cold fucking world, more power to you. I wish you nothing but the best. I love you as a human, you know, as my human spirit will allow. I love you unconditionally. And what you do is your damn business. But if you try to do something with me, that's where I draw the line and I might have to put hands and feet on you only because I don't want people crossing the line with me. Now, as far as you being whatever you want to be, that is your decision. I hang it, hang with you, kick it with you, go to the shows with you and, and whatever. But, you know, once you cross that line, you, you cross that line. We just need to have more boundaries. And I think some of these boundaries also need to be explained by um, the LGBTQI community as well because sometimes I think that we're so hardwired and 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 engulfed in our uh trauma growing up as far as these words and how we use them and how we look at people and the judgment and all that stuff. I think there needs to be a re-education of how we should be treating um people of this this lifestyle. And it doesn't even have to be people of that lifestyle. I think we just need to go back and understand how we treat one another as people, man. We can go back and, and we can treat each other a lot better than what we've been doing. Honestly, honestly think that. But um, other than that, man, this is the Ty Rainey Podcast. That's it. I just got on my soapbox and I'm getting off the soapbox. I'm done. So growing up in the 90s was tough. The White Howards is over here um, <laughs> making boys the men. I don't know what, what you want to call the White Howard. And, I, and DJ Academics is crying because a gay dude threatened to beat him up and take his booty. Or maybe it was a mob of gay dudes that was going to beat him up and take his booty. Maybe that's worth a tear or two, but uh, academics, you're going to pull your skirt down. Stop fucking crying on the air, man. This is the Ty Rainey Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Please hit that like, share, comment, and send it to a friend, man. If you enjoyed this, let me know. Shoot me an email, comedianTyRainey at gmail. Let me know that you're actually listening. I appreciate you guys listening. Until next time, enjoy. Enjoy.